The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Monday, December 5th edition of the program. We have the Twittergate bombshells dropping all over the place about how it turns out the libs were in fact colluding with Twitter to make sure the Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed right before the 2020 election. But that's just the beginning. There is going to be so much more of this. We're also finding out who are these people who were running Twitter and using some of these social media sites like Twitter as propaganda arms of the DNC. Who actually made the determinations about what was acceptable? Um, here's the answer. It's like the libs created emotionally unstable crybabies in a lab and then said, you get to determine what people are allowed to say. This was not a good idea, that's for sure. Plus, we have... Uh, Fox News reporting more than 73,000 illegal immigrants evaded Border Patrol just in the month of November. The border is the widest open it has ever been. Where is all this going? And then the progressive Philadelphia district attorney, Larry Krasner, is asking a court to halt 
impeachment proceedings against him. Let's hope another Soros back DA is going to get pulled from his job. We'll get into all of this in uh, just a second here. But first, my friends, if you've never thought about being a real estate investor, listen up. You've got to check out my friends at Done For You Real Estate. Done For You Real Estate is a company that will work with you from scratch, from no background in investing in real estate whatsoever. In fact, I didn't even have a background in buying a house before I met the folks at Done For Your Real Estate. The first house I ever purchased was through DFY. Um, and, well, they helped me purchase that house, I should say. They helped me pick it out. It was an investment property. And now I'm building out a portfolio of homes. You can do this, too. You get some free cash flow coming to you every month, and you're building up financial stability for yourself over the long term. All you have to do to see how this process works is go to doneforyoubuck.com. That's doneforyoubuck.com. They'll take you through every step of the process from figuring out where you should be investing geographically, helping you pick just the right house at a good price, get a management company there so they can get a tenant in place, and you start seeing that free cash flow, the mortgage is getting paid down, you're building up equity. It's a great system. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. One more time, that's doneforyoubuck.com. Now, look, there's a lot more that's going to come out about uh, Twitter in the days ahead here. Elon Musk's purchase of this for $44 billion, you know, as one does. It's a big deal. Matters a lot. We're getting a window here into how the propaganda is done behind the scenes. How do the Democrats, with their dominance of the social media platforms, and understand this, people often say, why is it that Democrats, and when I say Democrats, I mean woke leftists, really, who are Democrats, but it's a, it's a particular subtype of Democrat. Why is it that woke leftists become in charge of all these really powerful corporations you realize well hold on they usually aren't the ones who built them start with that it's usually not the ones who were there at the beginning and had the idea sometimes it is but generally they come later and they usually come through the hr diversity and inclusion and uh and these these very amorphous components you know the the pr wing if you will of these companies but they're a bit like an invasive species. You know, an invasive species will come into an area and kick out every every other species. They'll outcompete and, and kick out every other species until they're the perhaps, you know, the only species of fish or the only kind of bird or whatever that is left in the area. That's what woke leftists are like, because they can't coexist with other people in these companies. They can only have people who are like them or who comply with all their demands. So over time, this is this also goes back to the uh, the old phrase. I think it's um, is it Irving Berlin who said that any institution that is not explicitly right wing will become left wing. And that is what we see happening in American society all the time. Every company that does not have core stated principles of free speech becomes powerful enough. And eventually you have to say men can get pregnant or else you're going to get fired. And that's really where we are as a country. And that's certainly where Twitter was. Yoel Roth was the head of trust and safety for a while at Twitter, at Twitter, which is, it's remarkable that's really even what they call this role, uh, that they call it trust and safety. It is Orwellian in, in the truest sense. But Joel Roth is somebody who is no longer at Twitter, but he was involved in making determinations about what can people like me say about masking? What can I say about a whole range of issues? And here is... Mr. Roth explaining, for example, we, we have two clips of him. Well, let's first just play how January 6th 
was trauma for the Twitter executives who had to think about what to do in the aftermath of it. There was a trauma, like a trauma. It's so sad. From January 6th. Play that clip. January 6th. If you talk to content moderators who worked on January 6th, myself included, the word that nearly everybody uses is trauma. Mm-hmm. We, we experience those events, not some of us as Americans, but not just as Americans or as citizens, but as people working on sort of how to prevent harm on the internet, we saw the clearest possible example of what it looked like for things to move from online to off. We saw right. what was, we saw the way that rhetoric about a stolen election was being mobilized on sites like the Donald.win. Sure. We yes. saw the trafficking of this content in the fringe parts of the internet, and we saw people dead in the Capitol. First of all, the only person who was dead in the Capitol was an unarmed female protester shot by police from a distance through a door in the neck. That is it. It's the only person who died that day at the Capitol um, was an unarmed protester. Uh, But beyond that, this this hand wringing and it's so scary. These are the people who are in charge of the biggest media platforms effectively because that's what the social media platforms are. The biggest media platforms in the world. These emotionally unstable crybabies clearly picked last for dodgeball all throughout their lives. And and now they've bought into this. They have some power and they want to abuse it. They have power and they think that this is always the problem you see with individuals like this. They think they're the good guys. They think they're on the side of the good people. Now, you can see with the January 6th thing just what a little whiner this guy is and how he just had no respect at all for the first amendment he also makes no mention of the trauma that you could argue people suffered from months and months of rioting as a result of blm remember that yeah blm was rioting burning down buildings doing crazy things uh calling cops racist attacking people um all over the country this was happening and yet twitter never shut any of that down antifa blm they can reliably use twitter Not only to get their message out, but as an organizing platform. Hey, here we are. Let's go riot in this neighborhood. They don't get shut down. Antifa doesn't get blocked. Why? Of course not. They're leftists. Leftists get free reign. That's the whole game. That's what the Twitter gate files have shown us. Only the Hunter Biden laptop gets gets suppressed, for example, right before an election. If the New York Times had... A, a Trump family member laptop with all that kind of stuff on it. You, you think they would have sat on it? If the Washington Post had that information, you think they would have been like, well, maybe this was hacked by Russia. Nobody believes that. Not even the Washington Post believes that. And not even Twitter. Twitter didn't believe it either. They just went along with a pretext, which is just a way of saying they went along with a lie because they didn't like the implications for their preferred side. This is what we are seeing here. By the way, it gets even worse. They've really tried to destroy comedy. You've noticed this. You're not allowed to make jokes anymore. You're not allowed to use. There are very few words you can use. What do you call somebody who's a coward? Think about this for a second. What are you allowed to call a person who is a coward, or, you know, a weakling? What words are available to you? There are very few words you can use. They've really changed the language. A lot of words people would say, oh, that's misogynistic. You can't say that. You say, okay, well, you know, referring to somebody being, let's say, a little, a man being a bit weak. You know, you'd say perhaps he's a, a wuss. 
would be a word that some people may use. But there are other things people might call them. They've eliminated our ability to use words to call out the cowardice and the lack of honorable manliness that the left so often displays. But beyond that, uh, you're not allowed to make jokes, you're not allowed to make fun of them. And that's all. This is all tied together. The reason that Twitter was purchased, and it's so much credit deserved by the Babylon Bee for this, was because the Babylon Bee made a joke about Rachel Levine. Rachel Levine is a man with long hair who now claims to be a woman. See, I can say that because I know it can go on Twitter. It's not going to get me suspended. And I, you know, who cares about YouTube? I can say that. um, But you weren't allowed to say it then on Twitter. And the Babylon Bee, which is a satire site, which makes jokes was shut down and refused to bend the knee over this. Here is how Yoel Roth, in a sit-down over the weekend, explains that, yes, that's right, they made a joke, but they still needed to be booted off of Twitter because the trans agenda is more important. Listen to it, play it. Babylon B, which is what got him to buy the thing, I think. The Babylon B's man of the year is Rachel Levine. Let's start from a premise that it's f***ed up. But then, again, let's look at what Twitter's written policies are. Twitter's written policies prohibit misgendering, full stop. And the Babylon Bee, in the name of satire, misgendered Admiral Rachel Levine. Twitter nominally, but it's still misgendering. And there can be a very long and and academic discussion of, of satire and sort of the lines there. You know, we landed on the side of enforcing our rules as written. Yeah, no sense of humor, obviously. But also note that this whole concept that there's something called mis- misgendering. No, there's no such thing as misgender. This is a made-up term by the left. There are men, there are women. And we know what the difference is between them. The differences are between them. So what, what exactly even... This is a made-up concept. Dead naming was also... Just to be clear, dead naming, which is when you use someone's name who's transgender when they were the other gender and now they're pretending they're a different gender. You can change your name. You can't change your gender. Uh, they they even were suspending people for making fun of journalists. What's that all about? She should have asked them that. Why is it that if you said learn to code to journalists after there are a number of major layoffs in the journalism industry, you weren't allowed to do that? Because their friends, Twitter, the people running Twitter, their friends were those lib journos who were all in the propaganda mill together. And the expectation was that they would defend their feelings. That's all that is. This is just what table are you sitting at in the cafeteria at high school kind of stuff. This has nothing to do with actually defending people from harm and, oh, it's so sad. and It's all crap. They just use that terminology because they won't actually stand up and just say, we do it because we can, and we do it to who we like, and we protect whom we like, or, or who we don't like, rather, and we protect whom we like, and that's it. Full stop. Full stop talk about the border here in a second i'll tell you what i think is coming there and uh then also crime situation across the country so we got a lot to cover here in a few minutes you want to do something really nice for yourself look at me right now i'm in an x chair it's super comfortable i love it i'm in it for hours at a time thank god i've got a great chair because i got to do a lot of work every day a lot of radio writing research so i'm in an office chair i wanted the best chair possible and that's what i've got with x chair in fact i love my x chair so much i got my sister one my dad's got one Probably going to get one for another family member for Christmas because that's how great they are. It's a great investment for you and your body, your comfort, and your productivity. And X-Chair also, if you finance it, which you can easily do, costs you about 20 bucks a month. So for less than a dollar a day, X-Chair is going to make the hours spent at your desk a thousand times more comfortable and more productive. 
Just go to xchairbuck.com now. You'll save an extra 10% when you do. You get a great discount here. xchairbuck.com. They have all kinds of colors and styles and sizes and additions you can make to your chair. Headrest, armrest, footrest, gel packs, all kinds of stuff. xchairbuck.com. Pick out the chair of your dreams and get it for yourself. xchairbuck.com. So the, the numbers tell a pretty clear story here. Uh, the southern border is wide open. And I know the Biden administration, they're, they're, not, they're not actually going to the border. They're not going to. Fox reported 73,000 illegal immigrants uh, evaded the Border Patrol in November, which marks the highest number ever recorded at the southern border. Um, the numbers of gotaways are fiscal year 2022, 600,000. I mean, the border is a total joke. People coming in and, and the Biden administration is making no real effort to do any enforcement at the southern border, which makes you sit there and wonder, well, what is it going to take? At what point, at what point do you think they will have to do something? And I'm telling you, they're going to try to push for not only a legislative amnesty. That's definitely going to happen now in the second part of Biden's first term or Biden's term. Uh, but they're going to try an executive amnesty of some kind, which is already underway in some ways. They're not doing any enforcement. They're just refusing to enforce the law about immigration, refusing to enforce when, when things like shall detain are written in statute. You know what the Biden administration does? No, nah, we're not going to detain. You say, well, hold on a second. The law says you shall detain and you're supposed to execute as the executive branch of the law. Nah, not doing it. They use. An expansive definition of prosecutorial discretion, which is effectively just nullification of the law to do whatever they want. And what they want is to let as many illegal immigrants into the uh, country as possible. And they hope that eventually they will get an amnesty and not not far off. They think that the amnesty will come sooner than later. In fact, I believe that their hope is that in 2024, they first of all, they get rid of the filibuster. We'll see what happens with the Herschel Walker uh, Herschel Walker race in Georgia this week, but they are possibly going to have 51 seats. They certainly will have 50. That's already decided in the Senate. And they may decide, you know, we're just going to get rid of the filibuster. We got 51. We're going to change the rules. No more filibuster. No more 60 that you need. And then the 2024 election turns into all we have to do as Democrats, all they have to do is get one more term for Biden. He'll, he'll do whatever at that point. He doesn't care. And if they just have a bare minimum majority in the Senate and a bare minimum majority in the House, amnesty. That's the game plan here. That's the only game plan for them. Uh, they, they, and it's going to be 20 million people plus. It's going to be massive. People say, oh, but they won't have the right to vote. Of course they'll have the right to vote. Maybe not officially right away. Once they're amnestied officially and they can stay in the country legally, you know what happens after that? They push to get them voting rights. First, it'll be local and state, and then eventually federal. That is what will happen. And then it's all over, folks, for the Republican Party as we know it. At that point, we're, we're looking at elections now at the national level that are determined by 100,000 votes, maybe. So does anybody really think, does anybody really think that if you add 20 million uh, illegals, now I know some of them are not, uh, not of age to vote yet, but, but the point is, if you add even a few million, even a few hundred thousand motivated Democrat voters to the rolls nationally, and it, depending on what states they're in, that's going to be it. It's all over. Republicans will never win another presidential election in my lifetime. 
So those are the kind of stakes that they're playing for. On our side, it's all, hey, who's going to who's gonna run the RNC? I don't know. I mean, maybe we should just have the same person run it. Maybe we should have a different person run it. I don't know. I, look, I understand people get excited about all these investigations that are supposed to happen as well. Oh, Republicans have the House. They'll do the investigations. It's interesting. I think it's worthwhile for the public to know the truth. You know what will happen as a result of, the, of these investigations, whether it's of the origins of COVID or any number of nothing. Nothing will actually happen. So anyone who's telling you, oh, people might get, you know, marched off to prison as a result, there's finally going to be accountability. It's not true. It's not true. Accountability in our system comes really from the ballot box, and that's it. Once the other side wins, it's all over. And then I want to talk to you just for a second here about the uh, Krasner, Larry Krasner. Uh, He is the Pennsylvania Senate just approved, by the way, two procedural measures to stage an impeachment trial for Philadelphia DA Larry Krasner. They are trying to remove this prosecutor from office. Uh, The trial is going to begin in January, and they've set up the rules. Of course they should remove this guy. Philadelphia has the highest murder rate it has ever had in the history of the city. And here's a guy who all he does is try to find ways to not prosecute criminals. And the the progressive Soros-backed DAs take the approach that there are too many minority men who are going to prison So they're just going to prosecute fewer people across the board. That is their belief. That is what they think criminal justice reform means. Well, what happens when there's somebody who's been arrested 100 times, when somebody's been arrested for a a whole range of serious felonies? Well, they just downgrade it to non-serious crimes, to misdemeanors. Or they just dismiss it altogether. And they think that we're going to be safer as a society. Well, we've seen the results. The results make us markedly less safe it is obvious that this is where we are and it's true about everybody at every major city across the country or just really in cities across the country you already had the da in san francisco chesa boudin he was recalled larry krasner has got to go i mean if the people of philadelphia don't don't push for this at what point do you say they just want to live in a crime filled hellhole at what point is it clear that they there's they think that their suffering is is part of some progressive purification that that the crime on the streets is necessary to get to the utopia that will never come if it's not now when is it i mean they've got to get rid of this guy krasner he's the absolute worst and uh, as a district attorney and it's looking like even though we just had a pretty disappointing midterm on this front people realize the crime situation is out of control the left is wrong on crime a lot of people suffer a lot of people suffer because of these bad ideas you know, I saw that the uh, the word of the year, according to the Oxford uh, Oxford English Dictionary, is goblin mode. And I had never even seen this. Do you guys know about that? I'd never even seen this before. Goblin mode. And uh, I actually asked my sister about it, my little sister. She said, oh, yeah, goblin mode is when you just kind of wear your frumpiest sweats and just stay inside and stay in the dark and watch Netflix and just eat, like, really bad for you food. So I didn't realize I've at different times become kind of a goblin mode expert. I didn't even know what it was. But, yeah, that was that was the word of the year. And it it comes from similar origins, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, as beast mode, which goes back to Altered Beast, a Sega video game from 1988 that I remember playing as a kid and thinking this game is awesome. Yeah, goblin mode, a different thing, apparently. Thanks for hanging with me today, team. More coming soon. Shields high.
Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.